0: Hello, and welcome to the 80th episode of the Whispers in the Dark podcast. It's been three weeks since the last episode, featuring LL Cool J. <laughs> how have you guys been? Alright, how are you? Pretty good. A little not bad. A little stiff and tired. A lot of gym time this week. More than normal, so I'm feeling a little tired. But, good stuff. Gotta get beefcake. Ooh. What about you guys? Done anything special?
1: No, not really. Just, um celebrate Halloween at work. I I won best costume and
0: Well tell people what you were. It was awesome.
1: Oh I was I was Lisa from PT.
0: And your yeah. dog was Norman
1: Reedus. Yeah <laughs> Yeah. I dressed him up as Norman Reedus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a little brown wig. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: I made it um from a a wig that didn't work for my own costume. Yeah. I, I just sort of kinda put it together. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah this works
0: Where'd you get his jacket? Because that looks better than any jacket I actually own.
1: Oh, uh, Petco. They sell leather like...
0: jackets for dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it, it's a it's a it's a faux leather jacket. It's okay. By Wagitude.
0: Oh wow. Uh,
1: yeah. So I, I bought that online.
0: Wagitude, Oh mm-hmm. boy. It was cute. <laughs> it was very cute. Um, did anyone at your job know what it was?
1: Yeah, my uh, friend Sarah and her boyfriend knew, because they, they played it.
0: Okay, good.
1: Everyone else just, was, that was a scary thing.
0: <laughs> now, I know Konami recognized it on Twitter, but did Kojima or Norman no, Reedus say anything? No, oh
1: never said anything.
0: Uh, that Norman Reedus, man, he's, he's he's mean. He is? Yeah, he's mean. He just didn't appreciate her costume. Awesome.
2: It's mm. fine.
0: What'd you do for Halloween, Kyle?
2: Uh. I put together a costume at the last minute. I just went as Michael Myers. It was kind of boring. Did you um, get the mask? Everything? I got the mask and then I borrowed my dad's uh, mechanic suit and mm. I went to a party and it was, it was all right. Um, I kind I have an idea for next year that I wish I'd thought of. I think what I'm going to do next year is I'm going to go as, um, Wayne from Wayne's World, who is <laughs> played by Mike Myers, but yep. he'll be, It'll be <laughs> Wayne dressed up as Michael Myers. So I'll be Mike Myers dressed as Michael Myers. That's actually pretty good. I'll just, like, wear. I'll just have the. I'll just be Wayne, and then I'll have the Michael the Myers mask on. And that's it, yeah.
3: That's
2: funny. <laughs> I wish I'd thought of that, like, a month ago, but Halloween snuck up on me.
0: Yeah, I did that. Um, I didn't do anything for Halloween. I just sat here and did nothing. It was fun, though. Eventual did No. We didn't do a stream this year. No. Did I stream anything that day? I don't remember. If anything, I probably did, like, a chapter of The Evil Within, and that's it.
2: I streamed, yeah, one chapter of Evil Within, and that, that's all I did for streaming. Um, I beat it
0: on a Nightmare, so I played the... Oh, I was just going to
1: ask. Did you do the Nightmare? Did yep. you beat it yet?
0: Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to do Akuma, because Akuma is, like, you get hit once you die, and the game doesn't really seem to be made for that, because... You can get hit when the you know, enemies are still laying on the ground, so it's not very.
2: Uh, we're gonna jump right into Evil Within, then.
0: Oh, uh, just uh, unless you guys have any
2: movies or games that you played aside from. No. I could tell. I could tell you all about all the Final Fantasy fourteen I'm playing because I know everyone that listens to. Okay, you to said Final Re- Fantasy
1: fourteen, but on Twitter it sounded like you were playing Final Fantasy eight because you put the V. in Oh, um,
2: my friend, she really wants me to play it, so I am. I'm gonna try it again because back when it came out I used to hate the drawing system a lot
3: <laughs>
2: uh, and it basically made me quit so I'm gonna try it again because I love i i not ashamed to admit I love sappy love stories so yeah that's well, it's all
1: about the sappy love story that one
2: well let me reiterate I don't I do love them but I don't love like you know twilight or something really awful like that well, that one's not
1: really a good love story that one's just it's no
2: it's Yeah, it's just terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I do love the second movie because it's like comically bad. (laughs) I need my Edward. My favorite part is when Edward is literally a Jedi spirit. He's, tell- <laughs> he's telling Bella, you can't drive your dirt bike off the cliff. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. Well, they Won't had to show back.
1: him because all the, all the girls wanted to see Edward, but in the book, it was just a voice in her head.
2: What a wonderful you- life lesson that movie is teaching. I, I, <laughs> I remember I was watching it. I was in college and my, me and my friend were watching the, the, <laughs> the Riftracks version and we were both kind of, I'll just say we were out of it, and one of them says, like, when Edward appears, he just says, you must go to the Dagobah system, and I laughed for like ten minutes straight. When <laughs> <laughs> it literally is like a Jedi spirit, it's just fucking Edward, but yeah, that message is, yeah, that, the whole, that whole franchise is pretty gross. Yeah, it is. They're
1: that making case. more.
2: No, I, no. Aren't they rebooting it?
1: They're making, like, some sort of web, little movies or something? I don't know.
2: They're okay. probably
1: going to reboot it, too.
2: Of course they are. I heard the last one was really super funny, too. I never saw it, though.
1: They're all super funny.
0: The second one especially, though. Are there any CGI babies in Final Fantasy XIV?
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: not in fourteen. no. No.
1: Oh, wait, CJ, did you see what it really looked like before they put the yes. CGI face yeah. on
2: it? Yes, animatronic <laughs> it was so monster. Funny. It looked, yeah, it looked like scarier than, like, Chucky. Um, I
1: know!
2: <laughs> it was really terrifying. You should
1: have used that for the Annabelle. Um, I still
2: remember when I read what the name of the fucking baby Rene's is. Rene- it, that, like, destroys my, like, that's the worst syllable combination ever. <laughs> it's
1: a combination of the mom, Bella's mom's name and uh. Edward's mom's name. Apparently it's, like, a Mormon thing to do, to combine names to make a new name. So I
3: yeah. I didn't know that yeah. until
1: uh, people were going off about this Renesmee Nessie thing. I remember, how, I remember how pissed off Bella was that Jacob called her Nessie. She's like, you gave me after locked his monster. I'm like, you need to pick that stupid ass name.
3: We uh, talk
0: about Twilight too much on this okay. show. This is the fifth
2: time. God, that series is so bad. We uh, liked yeah. at the end of of the third one, when Nick Fury showed up and recruited <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> it's actually Blade who came in, and he just killed them all. But yeah, yes, that's a... tell
0: us about Final Fantasy.
2: I want to know what... It looks You're, good. It looks you good. actually want me to? <laughs> yeah, a so little bit. Yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen is super, super good. It's actually got a really, believe it or not, a really good story, really good main oh. quest, and the dungeons are super fun, and um, it's just a really, really well well put together game. It's really charming writing. Like, it's like old school Final Fantasy, where it's like a combination of like good humor and whimsy and fun. And, um, I really enjoy it. It's a very, 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 very good game. Hmm. But, like, uh, yeah, it's fun. I would definitely try it out. If there's no subscription.
0: Uh, it looks nice from what I've seen.
2: The subscription's not too bad. Um, I know some people don't like the subs, but they, uh, I mean, fifteen bucks a month, I mean I just try not to eat out <laughs> as much, you know mm. things like that it's It's not very much money if you play it a lot and they give you so much content I mean like they just released a patch that added two new classes, which is pretty crazy, oh wow and their their new expansion coming out in April is adding um, as much content as the base game, Wow. wow it's a giant expansion that's what happens when you have to compete with World of Warcraft you have to really step up your game. Well good for did them. Did you
1: play did you play the uh other online uh, was it 11 Final, I Final didn't, Fantasy no. 7 online? Uh, no. 11 online? No.
2: No, I never played that one. Um I know people that cause for people that don't know Final Fantasy 14 had a uh had launched in <laughs> in 2010 and it was a really really abysmal game like absolutely amazingly awful and they basically, within two years' time, they launched A Realm Reborn, which is basically an entire new game. They relaunched it and um, to make it good, because it was really abysmally bad. Um, oh, what so was super, so
1: bad about it?
2: A uh, few things. I never played it, but um, everything was broken. Uh, the It was insanely detailed. Um, the thing about MMOs is you kind of have to make it so they can run on every computer. Yeah. And... Um, so it, it like, bogged
1: down a lot of people's computers
2: then. People's computers couldn't run it. It was just a bad game in general. There was nothing was explained. There was a, a ton of grinds. Like just really long, pointless grinds. And I haven't I never played it. I just everyone I know that played it said it was uh, amazingly horrible. But the new version's really great. And even if you don't like MMOs, the main storyline, like um, like I would say, this is one of the better Final Fantasies just in general. Like ev- even all among the mainline ones, just really, really good game. It's definitely the best of the modern era games, which is do insane. you think
1: it's it's um, then on par now with World of Warcraft and, in terms of
2: like stuff fun to do? and yeah. I actually like it more than WoW. Um, huh. um, the only oh, thing that BlizzCon
1: not- just happened.
2: Yeah, BlizzCon just happened, in mm-hmm. the but um, anyways, uh, the yeah, it's a I would recommend it. Even if you don't like MMOs, it's a it's it's a game that's really good at explaining. Like if you've never played an MMO, it's a really the main story quest will in- ease you into how to do everything essentially. Oh so that's good. That's huh. good. It's so you can just and yeah, it's it's just really charming and fun. That's probably the best way you can describe the game is it's really charming. Just I like, should probably actually play a fun, fancy game. There Yeah, you should. Wait, did you think... get uh,
1: ten? The H D
2: no no I don't Is that Zev? Maybe. And Ten is probably my favorite of the ones I've played. Um, I would definitely try that if you haven't. Fourteen's a good one to start too. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I
1: liked I liked uh, seven, eight, and uh, ten, and ten too.
2: But
0: we have mm-hmm. some spooky, scary things to talk about.
1: Yeah, I forgot this is a survival <laughs> form. <before I happen. laughs> if I were we totally... going off about JRPGs, I
0: would. Twilight. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh god, the best <laughs> hey, RPG. scary. Twilight's
1: pretty scary. At no. least. It's,
3: mm-hmm. it's a
0: horrible example of how shitty things become really prominent in society
3: <sighs>
0: anyways okay. so uh a few, a few good topics here uh last time we did the podcast we talked a little bit about alien and evil thin at mm-hmm. the time kyle you did not play played. alien but now you have so you've played both alien and evil thin so the question you asked me last time asking you which one do you think is better
2: I haven't finished Alien. I'm about, I'm more than halfway. I haven't gotten to play it for a few days because I've been so busy with school and work. Um, and Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> um, but, uh. Another
1: get, you're cheating on Alien. I know. You need right? to go back and finish it.
2: Um, Alien, I, so which do, you're asking me which do I prefer? Yeah,
0: yes. what do you, okay, what do you think of Alien at first?
2: First of all, um what I've played of Alien, I think it's really really well designed. I think it's it reminds me a lot of Haunting Ground or Clock Tower where it's that kind of you get stalked by something, but it's probably definitely more well designed than Haunting Ground. And yes, um, I hope and so. it yeah, that game's kind of broken. Um but it I really 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 love it. Um I it actually got it's actually kind of scary, which I thought uh, or it can be really <laughs> tense and freaky at times um, um i really love the idea of how it disempowers you like i know this game kind of got mixed reviews um because if you're, not, if you're the kind of person that doesn't like feeling disempowered then you're not going to like this game just period um, it's too hard um the only time i thought it was cheap was there was one point where the alien was like clearly behind me and then he suddenly was uh, in front of me that was oh, the only that, thing. Was that
1: that glitch Thing?
2: It, it sounds like just, it, yeah. It only happened once. Sometimes I think the pathfinding for the alien just teleports it around. Um, it only happened once. He didn't get me, so it doesn't matter. But um, it was just like, yeah, he was literally right behind me, and then suddenly he walked out in front of me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, huh. But um, I really I really don't have any real complaints with it thus far. Sometimes the loading can be kind of weird. Um, really? It looks for some reason, when it when it loads for me, sometimes it gets stuck on like you know when it's just like that little spinny thing in the bottom right hand corner. It'll just yeah. sit there for like a whole minute, and then it'll load, and then it'll start.
0: Um, oh, I think that might be an but, NVIDIA
2: driver thing. I saw something. Maybe. But um, yeah, I, so far I really really love it. I I think that there are, if the, m- probably my advice to people that think it's too hard is whenever you get scraps immediately, um, like the the parts for building things, um immediately make whatever item you can or put it into this making an item mm-hmm. and then you'll just stockpile and you have a million items like i have so many supplies right yeah, now. yeah i
0: didn't know about that i saw zach tweet that the other day i'm like i didn't know i can basically free up my inventory by assigning parts
2: yeah that's that's, know what that. I, that's what i do i saw zach's tweet about that and um i really yeah it's the intro kind of gave me chills. That was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> where it was Ripley, it's it was, it's Sigourney Weaver doing her monola or her flight recording from the end of the first movie. Like she re-recorded it, and um, I haven't heard her uh, the DLC that's supposed to be on the Nostromo. But um, it's surprisingly uh, decent. There's a there's there's a good example of a celebrity who actually gave a shit about the video game they were recording. Yep. Um, Peter Dinklage should take notes. She's like she um, she was so like it was so
0: fucking awesome. If you play the um the uh, Last Survivor one, which is when she's doing the shutdown sequence, I don't know if this is in the movie, but she hums like a song to herself. It's so good, so good. So,
1: well, Kyle, what was your? How did you think of the voice acting from the other people? Uh, I remember, CJ was saying that they sounded <laughs> old.
2: They sound like I haven't l- I haven't listened to it yet. Um, basically, the intro of the game is it's like kind of looks like the intro to the original movie where the 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 letters are slowly coming in, and it's basically it's her doing her, at the end of the movie she says you know Captain Dallas and da 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 are all dead and they re recorded it and she yeah she's doing an amazing job. It's a movie she re- they did like thirty five th- years. I, she's
1: ago. like one of my favorite actresses. She's always like just so up to doing even, like, dumb stuff, but she puts her all into
2: it. Yep. Yeah, Love she it. Al- she always tries. I think, spoilers... Um, spoilers for Cabin in the Woods. When she showed up at the end, I cheered. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. But, um, yeah, she's my favorite actress, and um, I really do actually like Amanda Ripley. Like, when I first heard that they were announced that, because Amanda Ripley was, like like, the only thing from the original trilogy um that like comic books or other video games hadn't like pilfered i think it's just because most people don't remember because it was a deleted scene from aliens or like oh yeah ripley had a daughter and it's actually kind of an interesting story because it's like yeah her mother just disappeared and no one knows what happened to her and um i do like amanda she's a really good protagonist um there's the the other the other cast is pretty good like the new characters it fits they're very inventive with the universe, like the whole idea of uh, a rival corporation of Wayland yutani and they have different ideas about how androids and synthetics should be made. And um, it's just uh, like I haven't finished it, but I do really, really enjoy it. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's that hard. Like, like I know, I think it's because both Evil Within and Alien, but even more so with Alien. I think just a lot of people aren't used to playing this kind of game anymore. Um, mm-hmm. it's, if you have no patience, Alien Isolation will be the hardest game you've ever played. If you have patience, you, it probably won't be hard at all. Yeah. Really? Um, I mean, like, I, the alien, I think I've died about eight times uh, total and four of those, hey, dog, um, four of those times, <laughs> he likes it too. Four of those times were to, um, here, I'll explain this because there's a really great moment in the game. The, first of all, the people that said that you don't, that the it's bad that you don't see the alien for the first hour. Like screw them. You you literally you don't understand like how tension is built up exactly and everything. You just don't. Like there's a great moment where, um, you come up on a, a big big room and it kind of introduces you to the stealth mechanics. Um, and there's there's a group of survivors because there's other things on the station that can kill you. The synthetics, other humans, um. And basically, at one point, you, you run into people and they just want to kill you right away because they think that you're, um, you're going to steal from them or something like that. Or that you do steal from them. But, um, and you have, I died about four times there because if you get shot more than once, you're basically dead. Yeah, that part was unfairly hard for such an early scene. Yeah, it was a bit, I died like four times there. Um, and then I remember it was such a great moment because you, the way you get away, they're like, they're like, that thing is down there. We, we should, we have to go get her. She still has like the part. She's like, they're talking about you. And they're like, she still has the part that she took from us. But like, then one of them's like, fuck that, that thing is down there too. And then you finally see the alien. And I remember you go back to where these people, like, it's a really great moment to set up how intimidating the alien is. Cause it's like, you go back and the alien just slaughters all those people that you couldn't do anything to do to. It was a really great moment. Um, Another even, great moment was... Even the scene uh, when
0: the alien actually revealed itself, I mean, if you would put that in any other context without pacing, without any tension leading up to it, it would seem very insignificant because it was just like in a small room. But how mm-hmm. you just you went an hour, maybe an hour and ten minutes of just nothing, all of a sudden you walk in a room, crash it's there, like, oh my god. It did a yeah. really good job with that. Like, can't stand when people <laughs> say it's stupid for taking an hour to get there.
2: Yeah, that's really dumb. It's I mean, you can look how pretty it is. Because the it smoke effects na-
1: nowadays. You don't you don't have to wait for like uh, those sort of big reveals. It's like within the first chapter.
0: I don't so, like that. Yeah, know, that like, it's the death of
2: good writing and pacing. We like, need like,
1: things now, 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 now.
2: Yep this game kind of understands a lot of the psychology of the first movie a lot like i'm going to do a piece on this cuz it's kind of relevant to how i felt about this franchise for a long time cuz there's been so many shitty aliens media for like fucking 15 years now almost all of it's been shit and um <laughs> um but like the the first movie has like a lot of like deeper psychology about like birth trauma and violation and Like returning to the womb, like there's a reason why in the movie, like they start off in in uh, in cryosleep, and then it ends going into cryosleep. It's like it's a lot of there's a reason why, like even though Alien is like a it's like a a B it's like a really well done B horror movie, but it's got all this deeper psychology, and that's why it's really disturbing. You know, there's a reason why the alien is very phallic like. There's a reason why it punches holes in people. It's very, it's a very unsettling movie, and this game kind of gets it, because like, that whole sexualized nature to the alien is never in any other medium or any other game, because almost every other video game that's ever been about aliens has taken inspiration from Aliens, James Cameron's movie, rather than Alien, where the mass of aliens, where they're more like bugs. That movie kind of demy- demystified the alien, in my yeah. opinion. And, um, it's a good movie, but I do, I don't like it nearly as much. And this game kind of takes no inspiration from aliens. The only thing from aliens is Wayland Yutani, which is just part of the lore now. Um, and, uh, like, I remember the first time you really see the alien, um, when it comes out of the vents, it kind of like, very, like, sultry, like, unfolds itself. Yep. Yep. It, and it's like, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> um, it's a, it, it's a really, really, really good game. Um, I, I have a feeling it didn't do too well, and I'm, it kind of makes me sad. Because, um, like, even when I look on Steam, CJ, you're the only person on my friends list that bought the game. That's disappointing. Um, and, like, there were, like, well, some reviews. maybe people bought it for another. I hope yeah. so. Cause, yeah. Um, as for, I probably went on too long, um, but as for which game do I like, but, pardon me, better? I expected The Evil Within to be way better. Mm-hmm. The Alien Isolation, you can even listen to like three podcasts ago or whatever it was. Yeah. And I said that. And I, I like Alien way more. Um, um, should we jump on to Evil Within? But, or... yeah, to compare them. Yeah. Same topic. Let's do that. Okay. So Evil Within and Alien Isolation. Um, I think Evil Within's problem I have is I feel like it's, um, it has some really good chapters. Like I really like chapter nine, but I feel like, it kind of, it has a problem that I felt Zelda Twilight Princess had where it's catering so much to your nostalgia that it doesn't really care about anything else. Like, there's a my favorite mission in the game, Chapter 9, is just, it's just the mansion from Resident Evil 1, Um, which was very, you know, it brought back a lot of nostalgia, but I like, I don't, there's a lot of things about the game that I just I just don't care for, like, I'm not a not to get, like, Political or anything, but I really don't like the idea of mental illness turning people into zombie murderers anymore in horror mm-hmm. fiction. I, I just don't like it because um, I feel that a lot of people don't understand mental illness, and if we didn't demonize it, then maybe people would under- take the time to understand it better. Mm-hmm. And that's what this game does. And I'm really sick of that trope. I'm like, you know, it's like you know, <laughs> I wish it was as funny as it sounds. I wish it was just about a virus and zombies or some dumb shit like that, rather than whoa. You're crazy and you want to kill people! Um, but there are, the art direction is really amazing. Yes. Um, the, I can't remember the name. It's the guy that did Remake. Yet again, it looks so much like Remake.
0: <laughs> it does. It's uh, pretty incredible.
2: Um, I don't, some of the voice acting is alright, but I don't, like, I like Jackie Earl Haley as, uh, oh, yeah. Ruvik. Ruvik. Um, but, Overall, I would say I'm disappointed with the game. I do think it has some good moments, but I think it has a lot of cheap deaths. I didn't think the game was like a crazy hard, but there was if like, it wasn't, no, yeah. no, it wasn't crazy hard. Um, the, but there were a lot of the times when I did die, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, you remember that boss? I think it's chapter 11. Where you fight him in like the parking, yeah, underground yeah. parking. Like, you know that there's a boss you fight and there's one point where you can go into a room and he'll just like reach in and try and get you.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
2: he'll back up and then he'll run in and he'll tear you out of the room. There were moments when I fought that boss and he w- I would literally be out of the room by like 12 feet and somehow he still got me.
0: Really? Because my strategy like hip- was always to run out. Oh I I,
2: well, I did I ran out and then suddenly I was just in his hands. That's like the the hitboxes are fucked in that game. Wow, that's weird. Um um also his over... um
0: they he and Laura the arm spider lady they both have one-hit kills which yeah. is yeah. The game can be very unforgiving in some ways like that. Like even the first uh, trap you have to dismantle if you mm-hmm. just press the analog stick ever so slightly you blow up. Mm-hmm. They really set you up for some deaths like that.
2: Yeah, and it's but yeah, I would just say, I think if you like classic survival horror, you you'll probably like Evil Within. Although I will say it's not it's not an old Resident Evil game. It's not like that. It's not like an old Silent Hill game. It's not going to an area and do puzzles really. It's it's <laughs> more theme levels. Like every single level feels like like there's one level where it's just it's just Resident Evil Four. <laughs> it just yeah. is. But I feel um, like it,
3: that
0: was why a lot of people didn't get into it because they were expecting this classic survival horror game, and this is very far from that. This is a Resident Evil Four style horror game. And yeah. yeah, like a lot and the thing is Bethesda did push the fact that, oh, this is a pure survival horror experience, bring back survival horror. And they kind of mm-hmm. just shot themselves in the foot a bit because this that's not what this game is. It really isn't.
2: Yeah. I feel like it the biggest problem just from a gameplay standpoint is I feel like it tries to do too much. Um Like, it it tries to be a Resident Evil 4 action game at one point, and at other points it tries to be, like, the stealth dismantling traps, sneaking up on enemies. Um, After playing The Last of Us, all of that seems very underwhelming.
0: Yeah, yeah, they really kind of drop the ball, especially later on in the game when stealth is no longer needed, and then it's brought back again if you want to do it.
2: It's just, yeah. The stealth, like, is actually very reminiscent of The Last of Us, except for it's not nearly as good. Like, when you, I guess it's going to sound kind of morbid, but when you take out someone, like a monster or a person in in The Last of Us, there's, it's like very satisfying and it's very tense, whereas in this, it's just like, oh, same animation of stabbing guy in head. Yeah. Uh, But, um, yeah, that would just be my main thing is I think it's a little too caters to your nostalgia too much. I think it has, it's a little unfair with its deaths, and I think I don't like how it. Th- I don't like the whole mental illness like, like tropes thing. Yeah,
0: a Susan from Joystick actually posted an article before the Evil Then came out talking about. how I, I like this game. And I'm perfectly fine at using this theme, but just so you- when you know before you enter the game, know that this is a legitimate issue with uh, the representation of mental illness. And I was like, oh, that's, did-
2: that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I'm not, it doesn't offend me or anything. I just don't like it just because I feel like there's even, you know, something like depression or anxiety. A lot of people don't understand it. And I think part of it might be because in horror media, especially, like Outlast was really bad for this. Um, where it's just like, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you have mental health problems, whatever, then you're crazy and you're going to hurt people and stuff. And I really don't like that anymore. (laughs) But that, that were my thoughts. What about what about you on Alien versus Evil Within?
0: Well, uh, I think Alien is more of a interesting and extremely well polished product. Like it it does what it does very well, whereas like you said, the Evil Within does all these things just to like as homages to Mikami's past work. It's just it feels like a mash of all of his original ideas when he first did them. But for some reason, I just, I still like The Within better. It just, it's just, is more of a satisfying kind of game for me, even though I can really, really appreciate what Alien did. Cause that game isn't the, the production value, the commitment to the tone, story, and just the aesthetics of the first film are yeah. really, really commendable. Like throughout the whole time, I'm like I really appreciate it. Like I know this is such a off little idea they did, but they decided to put like all the UI elements through a VHS. A player and then record off a TV and something so small like that actually adds a lot of it to the a lot of personality to the game even if it's just like you're like on a CRT computer and something you see mm-hmm. the, the, the scan lines are going across I'm like this is really awesome
2: I really like um the tools that they come up with too like your door hacking thing where you like it looks it's like a, a big huge panel and you've got to you know pick the like you yep. squares and it's pretty cool what did you do you think are you with me on the whole, the smoke effects and the fog effects? Yes. Kinda, they look so amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, like the game, if you look up close, mm-hmm. like the game is not really incredible in terms of graphics because, mm-hmm. but like I feel like they got away with a lot of effects like that because the geometry and that kind of design of 70s lo-fi futuristic thing mm-hmm. is so simplistic that they, they they reserve a lot of memory or whatever. So they can actually add like all these post-processing effects, whereas the environments are kind of like, Solid textures, but not too complicated. Yeah, and I maxed it out, so I was like, "Oh,
2: awesome!" And it's just same, same here. Yeah, it looks super well optimized. Yeah. Um, well, was like one last thing before I, I like keep it going, just because I remember there was this game is really good at reminding you that the alien is always the biggest threat because, yeah. like, you know, there are other things like the androids kill you in like what, like three to four hits, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, the humans kill you pretty quick too, but I remember there was a port where a group of humans saw me and they're they're like yelling at me to get like one guy's like come out and then i literally peeked up and one of them shot and then i was like i was like oh god and then the alien literally like jumped down in the middle of them and just murdered all three of them
0: <laughs> yeah you have to be wary of that guy all the time
2: uh, i love the idea of using your gun cuz you know we've played a billion games where your gun is your only <laughs> means of defense and like this game it's like you don't ever want to use the gun i've never used it I used it at the beginning to try and fight a synthetic, and that was, that didn't really help, so. Yeah. Anyways, keep, continue.
0: Um, let's see, uh, so yeah, The Evil Ven, prefer, I still prefer just a little bit more, just because it's a kind of game that I could just sit in and, and enjoy myself playing it. Whereas mm. Alien, I really had fun playing the whole 20, 30 hours or so, but it's not a, like a kind of game I want to go jump right back into, because I guess I don't have a lot of patience, so doing all that all over again so soon would be kind of... Detrimental yeah. to my enjoyment. But the Evil Within, I'm like, alright, I can just run through here and kill things and I can turn my brain off a little bit <laughs> and not have to worry about that. But on hard, it's actually, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, unforgiving on hard. It's not, it's, like, I would say a middle point between normal and hard difficulty, which should have been the experience we got by default. And I don't, I really don't understand how people are saying the Evil then is too hard on normal. Uh, really don't get um, it.
2: Um, uh, I don't know, it's... Hmm.
0: Maybe people, maybe just not many people are patient enough, because, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Like, the whole yeah. beginning
0: area with the key, it's like, it's not, you won't die 50 times. Just, there's only one place you can go, right in front of you, when you leave, I've
2: seen some people have that problem, though, where I've read about this, where he, he'll just come out, like, as soon as you get the key, even if they were quiet and made no noise. So, oh, that's because he turns around. Um, oh, is that why? Yeah, he turns around instantly. You have to be pretty much behind him. I didn't die there, so (laughs) I don't know. But I know a lot of people said that they had that issue. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Um. I guess we'll talk about uh, our horror game of the year in the coming uh, months. Mm -hmm. So these two would definitely be candidates, of course.
2: Um. I'd I'd imagine that one of them will win.
0: Yeah. Uh. Unless something crazy suddenly pops up, I don't know what. I think this coming out soon.
2: I would vote Danganronpa 2, but I guess it's not technically
0: <laughs> our horror game of the year. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Still best game of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh so, yeah. Uh next little topic here. I want to talk about two instances where indie developers totally screwed themselves. Mm-hmm. One of them being the Paranormal Activity developer Mike Malbick. Um so essentially Paranormal Activity, which we have a preview or review of, I, I forget uh, we have one of those up. He, the game came out of early access, and um, Steam was not advertising it as a full release. They forgot to change like the banner or something, and that really upset the developer. And he tweeted, um, "Fucking Steam is just fucking taking money out of my <laughs> pocket, misinforming people that my game is in fucking early access." That didn't get him in trouble, but the following tweet got him in trouble. "I am going to kill Gabe Newell. He is going to yeah. die."
1: That was a little (laughs) stupid on his part.
0: (laughs) This guy has been criticized before for freaking the fuck out. And he basically just screwed over his uh, self and career by doing this. And what happened was Valve took it as a threat, took it very seriously. They took uh, paranormal activity down from Steam. And I think the Humble Store actually did it as well. So they must have heard about the whole thing. So, I think you can why only did, buy the game from their store or something like that.
2: Sorry, I had to come, I had to leave for a second. Why, why did he say he was going to kill Gabe Newell?
0: Well, we've reported on him before. He said something a long time ago when people thought <clears throat> paranormal activity was going to stop development. He kind of had like a little freak out. He was cursing at people on the Steam forums, I think. That was what happened. So, it, it looks like he just does not have a filter and he does not conduct himself too well online. Mm-hmm. And he says he's going to kill Gabe Newell. Even though it was a joke, he went out of line, and he basically sabotaged his own career. And um it's unfortunate because it just seems like he can't really learn. He said he stepped down from the company that made Paranormal Activity. He's not going to receive any uh, money or anything like that. But in his blog post saying, oh, I'm leaving the company, he said something to the effect of, I'm no longer going to work as an indie dev. I just want to work in the background at some shitty corporation. Hmm. It's I I guess he just uh, he can't learn I don't know because that's shooting yourself in the foot again because first of all you put your name out there for doing something horrible and everyone knows it and then you're gonna say oh yeah I'll just I'll just sit in the background at some shitty place and you put that as your official resignation letter online that's not gonna look good to any employer whatsoever nope so <laughs> that was a uh, PR nightmare number one for the indie dev scene. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Nightmare number two is really funny.
0: <laughs> nightmare number two is um another another indie dev, um I forget their name, but they made Slaughtering Ground,
3: mm-hmm. a
0: shooter on uh Steam. It's not even early access, I don't think. Ten dollar game, I think. Uh essentially Jim Sterling, uh reviews editor of the Escape has played it on his YouTube channel. He said it's probably the contender for worst game of the year. It's awfully made, it's not fun. And the developer was really upset with his criticism. So what the developer did was download Jim Sterling's video and put annotations on top of it, calling him an idiot, Jim fucking Sterling son, mm-hmm. which is now a meme. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sir Sterling son. Jim.
0: Yeah, he was trying to, he was writing as Jim saying, oh, I'm Jim fucking Sterling son, this game's dumb. So he, he copied Jim's video and it just became back and forth. Uh, Jim did a retaliation to that video and then the developer <clears throat> did a retaliation to that video. Oh, and God. now the developer is trying to take down Jim's original video. With a DMCA, um, you know, copyright strike on YouTube. It's, so. um,
2: the thing, I can understand how hard it is, um, if someone says something you poured your heart into, like, sucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, that does, that hurts, right? Like, yeah. even when I, like, you know, when someone says, like, an article I wrote, or not an article, that's never really happened, but, like, no, that does happen. Like, when I reviewed, um, yeah, baby. What's it called? Amnesia Machine for Pigs. People are like, oh, can you re review it? And all this. And I'm like, it's just my opinion. Like, I don't like some people sending me death threats on Twitter. It's like, holy fuck, at least send me a death threat over a good game. Zing! Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, I can understand how, like, for a developer, like, I'll be vague with this, but, like, there was an indie developer I used to talk to a lot on Twitter, and then I reviewed their game, and I didn't really like their game, and they don't really talk to me anymore. Oh and it kind of makes me sad and it's like i i didn't give him a bad review i just didn't think the game was exceptional and it's not and um i i feel like you need to be honest though like yeah you have you
0: know, to be. there's no have reason to be. why you would want someone's games to suck
2: no i would never <laughs> yeah well, there's no point like i never understand when people are like oh i want this game to be bad and it's like why would you ever want a game to be bad <laughs> why <laughs> why would you ever want a game to be bad it makes no sense um but yeah, it's. I can understand when you pour your heart into something and then someone shits all over it because you know that does hurt. No matter what, if it's a game or any sort of work you do, um, yeah. And but you don't, you can't, you can't call people dicks if they don't you, like your thing.
0: Yeah, you like that's it's a two way I mean,
1: street. You can just, just not like I don't know. Don't you? Can, you, you can call them a dick to yourself.
0: You don't publicly try to shame them back, especially when they have a much larger audience than you. That's really not going. There is there is no such thing as good as good publicity. It doesn't matter if there's bad publicity. You think that's going to work for you? No. What this is doing, this guy is just hurting his own career right now. He is. He uh, just
1: went off. He's like, "You think I'm angry, but I'm not." I'm like, "Uh, "Yeah, obviously you are.
0: You are angry." (laughs) He would be. He was uh, deleting uh, comments on the Steam group, which is something Valve should really deal with because this is the like the tenth time a developer starts deleting criticism toward their game on the forums. They shouldn't probably have that power to begin with. Um, yeah, so this is just another horrible thing where it's not going to work out well for the developer, but they don't know any better. And I think it's great that more people can get into game development now because the access to tools and tutorials are so much easier and quicker to find them ever. But it's going to lead to a lot of immature, unprofessional people ruining and sabotaging themselves professionally forever. Mm -hmm. this is not something you want to do if you want to get into game development you have to understand that there is going to be criticism towards your work and you can't be you can be upset about it but you can't be blasting on public forums like oh this person's an asshole an idiot for saying my thing is bad CJ Yes.
2: it's about ethics in games journalism
0: it is about ethics
2: (laughs) 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 that was a quote from uh, Sam Raimi's 2002 hit Spider-Man the Green Goblin says that to Peter Parker at one point. <laughs> Which <laughs> one will it's... you choose? Ethics well, in game journalism or the one you love. We are who we choose to be, Spider-Man! Now choose And he drops like a good score on <laughs> the Mary Jane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Uh there's an end of Will jokes here.
2: We'll yeah. squeeze
0: them in later. Oh uh, so yeah, this this uh, This is
3: on, just this is
0: just really dumb. Don't do it you will fuck your yourself over forever. And, like, if you would have just ignored Jim Sterling's first video, this would all be over. No one would know that your game yeah, is exactly. horrible. And now people and now think your game knows is horrible. Yeah.
2: It's, uh, people, I think a lot of people just don't exercise con- restraint <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Even I'm, like, everyone knows I delete my tweets like crazy, but, like, even I'm just, like, really restrained on Twitter compared to how I used to be. Um... Yeah, it's, it's, you know, a single tweet or a single comment can destroy your credibility in a lot of people's eyes. Um, But one thing I should say to anyone that makes a mistake, um, no matter how shitty something you said is, is most people are willing to forgive you if you admit you're wrong. And I know that can be extremely difficult. And anyone that says it's not difficult, no matter how wrong you were, is full shit. Because that is a hard thing to do. But, you know, if you just fess up and you know what, said, like, I overreacted, I shouldn't have done that. I'm not saying this is what the, developers going to do but it's good to admit when you're wrong because that can save you a lot of trouble in the end and uh sometimes we get our emotions get the best of us and yeah people are generally able no matter how shitty you are um or how shitty you acted they're generally going to forgive you if you are sincere and you admit you're wrong that would be my advice to anyone that finds them in this situation (laughs) it's good advice and it applies to everything yep
0: so that's enough of that one. Um, if you want to check out the game, go ahead. I actually heard Paranautic was pretty damn good. Slaughtering Grounds, not so much. But yeah. Uh, awesome news here on the indie front from a developer that I enjoy. Uh, Red Barrels has officially announced Outlast 2 is a thing. Ooh. Outlast 2. That was one of my uh, favorite games, I think. 2013. came out the end of 2013. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed Outlast. And um I'm glad that they announced the real sequel. They didn't have any other details saying what's gonna, what's gonna be like, what's the, the premise, nothing like that, but just a confirmation that it is definitely happening.
2: So I'm excited. What about you, Kyle? Can you stream it? Oh, hell yeah. I'll play, I'll stream it. It's gonna be probably two years until then, but yeah. I think CJ liked the game way more than I did. It was a fun game, but again, it kind of ties into the whole mental illness thing. Oh, that's Um, true. Um, way worse than Evil Within even, but, um, um, I don't know. I'm, I'll probably play it. I never even played the DLC for the first game. Oh, you should! Um, it's really horrific. Um, I remember interviewing David, um, the lead. I think he's the lead developer at Red Bell Barrels on the game, and he was really nice. And um, at PAX, I mean, and yeah, you know, I'm sure it'll be. It'll probably be all right. I don't know. Hopefully, they learned some of those stakes from the first game too. And, yeah. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I'll enjoy if it goes. In the opposite direction of a mental asylum and just you know, focus on that thing that was there.
2: I don't even know why like, people think they need that. It's just like, just make spooky ghosts. You don't need... horror. you can just make something up. You don't need to make people crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: maybe it's because uh, a lot of people don't understand me- mental illness, so it is scary because it, it could happen in real life, so they think that you know, there's this reality connected to this fear. People fear, fear the mentally ill because they don't understand.
0: They so also fear probably, admitting they might have something wrong.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, so that's probably why, like, they kind of keep falling back on that because that's an easy thing to, I, I don't know, exploit, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 The thing is, like, with horror, it's just like, you just say there's a scary witch in the woods and she's going to eat some kids. That's all you have to do. <laughs> You don't need to make it like personal. Yeah. There's there, there's a shark in the water and it wants to eat you. That's all yeah. That's all you gotta do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's actually a game that came out like that called Depth. Uh Zach's gonna review it, which is gonna be hilarious because he's afraid of underwater games. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out. It's made by the Killing Floor guys. Um is it? not Tripwire, but the guy who originally originally made Killing Floor. It's made by him.
3: Ooh.
0: Yeah. It's pretty neat. Uh but jumping on from uh those games, we're gonna talk about uh one quick little thing with Resident Evil. They recently announced that uh, that female character you hear in the background of the demo that uh, George and I played, who might be the bad guy, don't really know, she's going to be a returning character somehow. Fans will know who she is. And uh, speculation has already begun. Could it be Annette Birkin? Could it be Alexia? Could it be...
2: A bunch of people are supposed to be dead. Alex
0: <laughs> Wesker, who is now... I don't know. I don't know if uh, Alex's gender was ever said, but whatever.
2: I think they basically forgot that that character existed, and they're just like, oh yeah, you know those Wesker children? Well, Wesker had an affair with, like, a Croatian woman, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> it was. It's so stupid. Um, but anyway, yeah. I didn't know that, actually, but okay.
0: Yeah, returning character. Don't know who it is. is. My bet's on Alexia, just because it, I don't care if she blew up. It's Resident Evil. Honestly. Yeah. Does it really matter? No. no. Just put her chunks back together, like
2: Chucky. Jennifer Tilly just <laughs> toes her back together.
3: You're
1: gonna okay. Be so pretty. I'm just chilly.
2: The sex scene in Bride of Chucky is like the <laughs> most uncomfortable thing to watch. I hate it. <laughs> I hate watching that fucking movie.
0: Uh, god. I hope the reboot comes out soon.
2: Oh god. Okay, I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you guys an awkward story. Oh, so when on. I was when I was a kid, <laughs> I forced my mom to take me to take go to that movie in the theater. Oh no. <laughs> And I thought it was just gonna be a scary <laughs> doll movie, and then that scene comes up, and I was, I was like, I wanted to leave because this is the most awful moment in <laughs> theater ever. <laughs> oh god. Oh wait, uh, what
0: about he's masturbating in the mirror? In uh, the mirror of the bathroom, and you can see his silhouette.
2: That's the f- the next one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I actually watched that one last year. God, that's a fucking bad movie. Um. Oh yeah. My, basically, all of the child's play movies are basically bad. <laughs> Um, the original idea for that franchise didn't even, like the creator didn't even get to do it, like it was supposed to be in the original movie, you didn't know if it was the kid was, the kid was killing the people or the doll was really alive and it, they just opted to make Chucky a, an icon because, you know, slasher movies, movies were, Yeah, slasher movies were really popular, so
0: uh, Let's see, next thing here, we don't know who the character is, but that's okay, I want to talk about this, tub- eh, talk on this subject really quickly about 30 FPS being more cinematic and, and <laughs> a scapegoat for developers, instead of them just saying, yeah, we want to focus on other things like uh, graphic fidelity, uh, effects, but developers, in the most recent case, the developer of um, Bloodborne said that 30 FPS was better for action games. And that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever.
2: It's like the opposite.
0: Exactly. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think about 30? Uh, Whitney, I know you can't see the difference.
1: Yeah, I can't see the difference.
2: But what about you, Kyle? 30... Is more cinematic than sixty. Well, the, the reason they say that is because film is in twenty four frames per second, and like traditionally, um, like there was that huge controversy a couple years ago with the first Hobbit movie, and it was in sixty, and like you the original like soap opera. The reason why it it looks wrong in in a movie, or the reason why it, the film reels were originally twenty four frames per second or are, is because that back in the day, like they didn't want film reels to be so big. Like literally, that's the reason, um, and, and that's why they say it's more cinematic because it literally looks more like a movie. But it really, you know, there's some genres it doesn't matter, like, like you know, Resident Evil remake. Who cares? Like, it's, it's all pre-rendered backgrounds. Who gives a shit? Um, but like, yeah, Bloodborne is like a really fast-paced, well, a fast-paced Souls game. So it shouldn't, it should, it should be in sixty. But I think that they probably just can't do it yeah Uh, they can't figure it out and um because the game looks really 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 impressive
0: Um, yeah they're probably still using the same engine too which i actually heard uh despite the pc version of dark souls 2 supporting 60 fps it still suffers from the same glitches as the first game yeah so i guess they don't really they haven't really worked around that yet but i mean if, if your game can't do 60 just don't make a bullshit excuse or something it's really dumb
2: Yeah, to be honest, I'm kind of getting sick of this debate. It's just like all people ever talk about. Like, the newest, uh, that Halo collection coming out, all people are talking about now is how uh, the the Halo 2 anniversary has framerate problems. Um, Like, like all I can think in my head is like,
0: like like a snobby PC gamer just resting on their arm, like putting their fist up to their face and just resting and looking, oh, you just got that last year, how cute. (laughs) <laughs> like relax, I mean, you, the fucking console games have been thirty FPS for a very, very long time. It, it's mm-hmm. not a reason for you to freak out anymore if this new release is not sixty. Yeah, Yo, you can deal with it.
2: It's just it happens non-stop now. Yeah, it's 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 the like new thing. Game, it's it's so tiring. It's like you know this is going to sound elitist, but if you all you care about is thirty FPS or sixty FPS and ten eighty p, then just build a computer. So that's yeah. all you care about. Just build a fucking computer. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, work. Yeah. It's just like, if that's all you care about, like, like when I played uh, Infamous Second Son on the PS4 this year, it was, like, really, really beautiful. And, I mean, it would be nicer if it was in 60 FPS, but I don't really care. It's like, whatever. Um, like, I always prefer 60 FPS or above, but it doesn't... Um, it's not a game-breaker for me. Yeah. Um, there's some genres where it's way more important, like... You know, Bloodborne would actually fit more into that than most. And but like character action games, like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta, those should be sixty. They really should be fighting games. Need to be sixty. Any sort of competitive game needs high frame rates because if you actually, there's a really good video that Super Bunny Hop did on why frame rate is important for competitive games because it's actually it gives you more fluidity and um more precision and whatnot. But yeah, it, it's just. Yeah, the developers shouldn't make excuses, like that the order 1886 dudes said the same thing. It's just yeah. like, no, don't say it for it, say it's cinematic. Say, yeah. Just say like, you know, they don't, they, they can't say, like their PR people probably said, like, you, you can't say it can't handle it or whatever. I'm like, you know, if I, if I was one of those developers, I'd say like, this is what we're doing. End of story.
0: Yep. To say you're focusing on graphical fidelity, because it will help you in that regard. That's all yeah. you gotta say. Don't lie. The consumer's gonna get smarter and smarter, and they're gonna realize that's a bullshit excuse, so just don't even do it. Don't waste your time.
2: Yeah, and at, at the same time, people just need to stop fucking talking about it nonstop cause I so, cause people are just, god, it's just every like, single big release.
0: I feel like it's the fault of the, uh, disparity between the Xbox One and PS4, cause there's a pretty big gap between them in terms of, uh, in terms of hardware power. So it's yeah. like when there's a, when there's an odd parity... People are like, oh, they're looking at my game can do 1080p, 60fps. What's your game doing? It's like, yeah. uh, so now they just use it as fuel and buying incentive. People, are silly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all. Uh, but we don't know, like you said, remaster Resident Evil. That could be in 30, which is perfectly fine. But we've actually seen what the game looks like in action uh, since the last episode, and it looks fantastic. Um, they Didn't did it a get really good it? job. No, no, we haven't played it all yet. I've been oh, trying to
2: played at a Comic Con, sorry.
0: No, just just some um, revelations too. I'm trying to see if we get uh some demo code eventually. Um but yeah, I mean they actually did a really good job. Uh our concern with the video backgrounds, it seems like they've p- basically just pulled those out and actually made like a 3D model and just probably huh. like, not like fire effects used to be video and now they're just literally just a fire effect in the game. Um they did a phenomenal job. It looks really good.
2: Yeah, that's I think from a a design um, perspective. You could make an argument that remake might be the best survival horror game ever. Yep. I feel I feel like its puzzles are well done, and you know it's not like old school Silent Hill where you have to all of the information is in the game to solve the puzzle. Um, the enemies um, are difficult, but if you get accustomed to them and pay attention to the notes and whatnot, you know how to beat them. Like Crimson Heads, for example. Yeah. It's like use like gr- fire grenade rounds or light them on fire. You know. You know, Barry gives you acid rounds shortly before the yawn fight for a reason. And um yeah, there's it's a really, really, really good game. I think that's probably my favorite Mikami game overall. And uh I'm pretty excited that it that it's finally getting off of just Nintendo platforms so everyone can play it. Yep. It
0: took long enough. Um I'm just glad that it doesn't look like it's a quick rehash. They it, it looks it looks really good.
2: Yeah, because this could go wrong. I always thought that they would never port this because it was all pre-rendered backgrounds, but yeah.
0: Yep, good stuff. Uh, let's see here. The next thing I want to talk about for, before we jump into questions is that uh, Dennis Dyack's new game, Shadow of the Eternals, has come out of the Abyss, and it's back. It's coming out. It's going to be a thing.
2: It is. What happened? Why is it back? I haven't looked into this. Uh, they created
0: a new studio. Um, let me click here, to get the name out here. Essentially, they made a new studio, which is not going to focus just on video games, but also... Uh, Film and TV, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, I'm trying to find the de- oh quantum entanglement. That's their new, that's their new uh, company. I'm not sure what's the case of Shadow of Eternals if it's going to be funded by um, money elsewhere or community backed, but <laughs> that didn't really work the first five, several times, which is <laughs> not a joke. It legitimately didn't work several times, mm-hmm. but yeah. So they have a new studio. It's going to be an entertainment company that works in television, games, and film. And uh, Shadow of the Eternals is their first game, and look, they have screenshots here of a television production. So, yeah, I mean, we might actually get the game. I don't know how they've fangled all this and how they're getting the money to back it, but good for them, I guess. We'll get we we'll get Shadow of the Eternals out of it. Uh, mm. Yeah, so there's not really much information on that, side from their back, and it's going to happen. But now we know. Okay. We'll finally okay. get our uh, Eternal Darkness sequel.
1: Yay! Yeah. You know, I should actually probably play uh, play through the eternal, the entire eternal darkness. It's hard. I only, uh, I only played a little bit of it at a friend's house, and you know, I thought it was cool. Just I never, never ended up getting it for some reason.
0: Maybe, I I'll, maybe it. I'll
1: play through before we can play this one.
0: Yeah, uh, Nintendo would be cool to re release that, but they own the rights, so I doubt they'll do it anywhere.
1: Yeah, uh, I still have my like, GameCube and stuff. I can okay. get it. Well, home.
2: you know, no one, I mean, Nintendo announced the game they w- everyone wanted to re-release the most this oh, week, which Ours best! It's coming back! Mm-hmm. Yes. The best, maybe the best Zelda game ever is being coming back. On the I have not
1: yet. played that one. What What is really great about it? I've only, uh, I played a bit of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker and um, the originals in the first
2: Sixty-four one, Um, But I never played that one. Um, It's a very... A lot of people argue it's the only Nintendo game that is not for kids at all. It's kind of a very... I hate to use this word, but it's a very dark story. Is it gritty? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) The the dungeons are really well-designed. The puzzles are all great. Um, It just has a very great atmosphere and a uh, really great antagonist and it's a it's a pretty pretty wonderful game basically if you don't know like the story of the game is link has traveled to this place that's outside of hyrule and a moon is coming and it's going to crash into this place and destroy it and you're on a day night so it's, it's pretty much
1: um like uh i just lost the name of the movie never mind i was gonna make a joke
2: oh
0: melancholia as long as one are here
1: no, not that one. I was gonna say he needs to get Bruce Willis and stuff oh. like that. Armageddon. There we go. <laughs>
2: but every th- you you have to play a song on your ocarina and it'll reset day. It's basically X Men: Days of Future Past, but Zelda. Um, no, no, really. <laughs> but like you have to reset time every three days, or you can play a song to reset three days, and you kind of see these people's lives and. Um, just before so it's like Groundhog
1: Day, like you just keep repeating the same three days over and over and over again. You re so you-, you
2: reset them. You don't you reset them because there's you're on a timer because when the three days are up, the moon is just going to crash into, uh, the plant the uh, the city or the yeah the, the the land and kill all these people and or it's uh, kind of
1: like the Tom Cruise movie where he relives the day until he can get it right or whatever that, that I came out saw like
2: that a- movie Day of, Edge of Tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's just a really, really good game. Um, I'm pretty excited to play it again. I haven't played it since it came out. Like a lot of my memory is a little hazy, but it was it was a really really great game. Like that's a lot of people's. That's like the fan you know, favorite it's, Zelda. It's funny,
1: I thought like the other one was the uh, yeah. I thought that was like the the number one like.
2: That's like that's Zelda like Zelda game. That's like um like the most popular amongst like the. General populace. The general populace. Zelda's Majora's Mask is more like. I mean, Zelda. I got. I don't even want to bring this up because Zelda fans are crazy. But like everyone, the the most popular Zeldas are like Link to the Past, Ocarina, Majora's Mask, and arguably Wind Waker, Um, and I think. Probably the fan favorite is Majora's Mask. It's a it's a really good game. Um, um, it's very fun. Like you get to put on different masks. Like you put on a Goron mask and you'll actually turn into a Goron, which are like the big rock people. And you put on a Zora mask and you turn yeah. into a Zora. And like the dungeons are all based around um those certain abilities. Like you know, it's it's a really good game, and I'm so glad it's coming back. Yeah, That's I a game. I th- I'm excited. I- I think uh, someone actually, someone on the site did an honorable mention in horror for Majora's Mask, because it is kind of really fucked up at points. It's very, <laughs> it's not, it's, yeah, the, the argument that it's the only Nintendo game that's specifically not for everyone, like, not, hopefully people don't take this personally, not for kids. Um, Wait, I would, what was I would, it I, rated?
1: I, what was it actually rated?
2: I don't remember. I have no idea. probably Teen or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Nintendo what World do anything else? But, uh... You guys yeah. ready for questions?
0: Sure, I guess. Yes, there's a whole bunch of them. None <laughs> of those are just to you. Directly. Alright, so, first one. I'm sorting by oldest. From PT. As someone who has never played any Silent Hill game before, watched the movie, though, what is the best way to start? I've heard, I heard that the HD collection has a lot of problems, so I was thinking of playing the original, game, original games on the Vita or something like that. Alright, first of all, you cannot play the original games on the Vita. You can only play Silent Hill 1. 2... Since you've never played any of them before, the HD collection will suit you just fine. It honestly will. It won't burn your soul like you will if, if you were a fan. And, uh yeah, definitely play them. If you can't get access to um, a PS2 and a PS2 copy or an Xbox and an Xbox hey copy. Hey, guys, it was rated E oh. for everyone. Okay. That was not, uh, not, not so edgy, though. Not surprised. So, yeah. Not so edgy. <laughs> If you want to play Silent Hill games, and that's that's the only way you can get them, just you'll be fine. You are, you'll be perfectly fine. And okay.
3: yeah, you can't and play
1: I, on the. I Vita. I I, dis- I disagree with uh, Shashar uh, Trollcat who says stick with the movies and don't play the games. They don't hold up well. They hold up
2: just fine. <laughs> they hold up. Fine. If you like <laughs> for Silent games, Hill, for Silent yeah. Hill, yeah, yeah. Wow, that, I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't agree with that.
0: <laughs> they hold up
2: very well. Yeah. They, you know, they're, you know... The products of their depends. time. They, you know, the game's age, um, some game... You know, Silent Hill 2 is not a perfect game. A lot of the gameplay part of Silent Hill 2 is kind of terrible. Um, like, meaning, like, you can basically run by almost every enemy. Um, but, yeah, they're, like, suggesting that the movies are better. Like, really? No. You said really?
0: movies? No, no, just, just singular, please. <laughs>
2: singular. <laughs> Like, like, I I don't know how someone could watch that Freddy vs. Jason fight. Like, yeah, this holds up. <laughs> at well, at the end uh, of the second movie.
1: <laughs> so yeah, start with the first game. It's available um, on the PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. and you can put it on your Vita. You have to buy it through your PlayStation Three or whatever. First. No, you don't,
3: no,
0: I think it's on the official Vita store now. I think. Really?
1: So. Cause, yeah, because I had I had to go through and buy it on my PlayStation Three, and then kind of port it over to my Vita or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can start with that one, get the H D collection and I'm I'm not in if you if you can try to get the original um, releases, I think they're a better experience. But if you can't, go ahead and, and play the H D collection. You'll still get the story and whatnot. Um,
2: to tie it yeah. all together yeah. um, Silent Hill two is one of the very few games that I think does mental illness unoffensively and portrays it well. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Let's not say why though, if Blizzard No, no. Yeah. No, we're not gonna just we're not gonna just that's it's just to tie it all together with all the things we talked about.
0: Okay, so next question from Misha. This one has quite a bit of text, so let me go through it. This question came to me after watching the trailer for hatred and thinking about the response you guys you guys had on the previous podcast, as well as other controversial titles, such as DTA, Manhunt Post and others. What are your thoughts on government censorship of games? Uh he's referring to uh Ra- Age rating systems. Oh he's not to age n- he's rating, not
3: systems.
1: Referring to that rating
2: um, systems. He's talking oh. about he's yeah. talking about like games being oh, us he's talking about like how Australia like censors yeah. any sort of game with gore in it, and things like uh-huh. that.
1: Yeah. And they take um, out scenes and whatnot, yeah.
2: I mean it's t- it's kind of a slippery slope. Um like like Australia censoring Left 4 Dead or something is really silly to me. It's like you're shooting zombies, like what's what's a big deal? It's just gore. Um um, I don't think government censorship is really a good thing at all. Like, it depends what it is, obviously. Yeah, like, in Germany, they'll take
0: out swastikas from Wolfenstein, or in Japan, the Evil then had less gore and blood.
1: I, I I, don't necessarily agree with it. I mean, I think it's silly a little bit that that these games have to be censored. Like, they feel like you, that people can't handle...
0: Yeah, if they're the labeled adults, they should not, go to adults. For yeah,
1: if fine. they're adult, just... I I really like how we sort of handle it in the United States where we have the rating system and granted kids still seem to be able to get their hands on Call of Duty and shit like that but we put a little warning on there so people know what they're getting into they know there's gonna be extreme violence and whatnot Um, and they can't handle it, then maybe they shouldn't be buying the game you know they let the consumer make the choice about what they want to consume you know
0: It's it's weird when some countries are like, we need to protect our adults from content. Yeah, that
1: that always makes me. It's like weird. It's like, I think an adult can handle some game violence. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, it it is strange, uh, and I I would not want to be in a country where they do censor things like that.
1: And that they prosecute if they catch you importing. Yeah,
2: that's kind of (laughs) crazy.
0: What are you in for?
2: I imported a GTA. Evil with (laughs) it. Like, there, there is. It's kind of a difficult subject to talk about, because, like, when we're talking about just, like, gore, but, like, like I was thinking about how Bravely Default, I don't know if either of you know are familiar with that game, how, like, they made some of the... The, the characters all are all, like, chibi. It's like a JRPG, and they, they made all the characters... The characters are more sexualized in the Japanese version, and people are like, this is censorship, it has to stop! And it's like, not... Uh, come on, dudes, they look like they were, like, four. Um, Ew! Yeah, so... Um, there was another game that's really bad for that, too. I can't remember what it's called. So, that, like, it's, like, it's kind of a thing where, like, censorship is not good, but, like, I have a hard time getting upset over something like that, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with not, ugh.
0: Yeah, like, adjust, I think they adjusted the character's ages, too, in the American release. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's So, that, that's, that's not gonna, that's not removing content to hurt the story or anything like that.
3: No. It's just, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's. Uh, b- we should move on to the second part of his question, though. Okay. Um, should adults in a demographic and societies have the right to play games as developed by the creators with all the object- <clears throat> objectionable content, or should governments uh, be able to limit certain elements of interactive media and ban them outright due to a nation's cultural moral standards? Well, the thing is, um, even if the government didn't step in at all, some distributors just won't. Like, like for example, like Walmart will not will they will not sell an AO game. They just won't.
0: No one will actually.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. You're right. Um, well, actually,
1: uh there's a lot of adults only games uh for the PC
2: yeah, and those that's are easy sold, distributed though. Not, are sold not 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 through retail. big Plot. Oh, really? I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, my my sister worked at a, a game uh, store this is uh late 90s. Uh she would sell adult uh PC games and whatnot. Oh. So, they mm-hmm. were sold in, in retail chains. Now it's more mainly online, but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah they nah. are sold, but PlayStation yeah. never put out an adult only
2: no yeah. no Xbox would neither neither would Nintendo um so should they i mean no. I, I, I really don't like censorship, so I guess not I don't know it's kind of I have a hard time getting upset about it just because it never really happens here like oh yeah. no one, you know oh they're bravely default characters no longer in a thong oh my um hmm. Or, like, like the gore thing is kind of silly, especially, though. It's just like, yeah, you're shooting a zombie and its head blows up. Is that really that bad? No,
1: blood. Yeah, I, I, I think adults should be able to make the choice. Um, with that said, there are games that are put out that have extremely objectable content, mainly having to do with uh, sexual relations with children, I don't mind that those are the government goes no, no you can't have those because that's ugh, that's just wrong.
3: <sighs> and that gets my was... that
1: that rustles my jammies. <laughs> yeah, jammies,
2: those jimmies. Jammies,
1: oh jammies, oh whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, rustles my jammies.
1: <laughs> it does.
2: There, there's the podcast title. There you go.
1: What you saying? The meme.
2: <laughs> uh, And he finally he says, "Must a game or." They say must must a game demonstrate satirical or artistic merit to justify itself, or is it the business of the folks who create slash buy a murder simulator? So, I mean, ultimately, like this this post seems like it's in regards to to hatred. hatred. Um, so let's just focus on that. The thing about uh, hatred, uh, I mean, like I I don't the comparisons to Grand Theft Auto are just they just do not apply. Like gra- the the point of Grand Theft Auto is not to just murder. Innocent people. You can do it, and you can murder innocent people all you want in Skyrim too. Like you know that you can do that in those sandbox games, but that's not the point of them. You know the point of this is just to kill people, and it's <laughs> really un- it kind of make me uncomfortable. Makes me uncomfortable some of the things that were in that trailer. But um should it be banned? I don't. N- no, not I necessarily. Mean, but I mean, I mean, I don't. know. It's just
1: a game. It, yeah, it can be put out there and. Fine, whatever, it's tasteless. They could put it yeah. out there. Yeah. I'd like to see it not do well, that people would realize that this is just gross, but I don't think the government should ban it. But no, no hatred cannot be released here.
2: That because, game's not, you go ahead, oh, whatever. That yeah. game isn't going to be uh, released in a big box store anyways. I, know, yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder if it'll get on Steam.
2: Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, fucking un- like you said last time, Epic has even distanced themselves from this game because yeah. their engines being used. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's no. I, I gate developers can do what they want, but people are free to critique it as they want yes. to. Yeah. I would be, That's all I have to say on that.
0: Uh, Milan, Mid- Milan Mythic Milan was a critic. Have you ever have you played Have you played obscure games and what are your thoughts about them? Uh, do you consider them similar I to have played. Evil?
1: I played um the second one, I think. Uh, the one where you played the teenagers, right? In yeah. In school. Yeah. I played a little bit of it. It didn't really catch my interest that much.
3: I
0: want to. They w- didn't go on the Steam the Steam Halloween sale. I don't think. Which is disappointing. I'll get them eventually. And uh, he also asked, Do you think Capcom must scrap RE7 twice for it to be successful? Oh, <laughs> uh, probably. I don't know what they're doing with it right now. But I really like his next question, which is, (laughs) and finally, what do you imagine to be the plot of Resident Evil 20? Maybe something like Expendables Grandpa Chris finally destroying the last trace of the G-Virus.
1: Oh my god, I would still play that.
0: (laughs) And saving the humanity one last time and getting the courage to ask Grandma Jill to a date.
1: Oh, I would still play that game.
0: (laughs) By Telltale. just be beautiful.
1: Oh man, that sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. It's like a a nice little comedy, yeah.
2: What do you think Resident Evil we... 20 would be like, Kyle? Resident Evil 20? Um, well, here's my idea for Resident Evil 20. Mm-hmm. So, what happens is Wesker mm-hmm. and Wesker and Chris have to join forces
3: <laughs>
2: because in the past, Jill Valentine when she was had the what the Nemesis whatever virus in her.
3: Yeah. She got
2: captured by some scientists and they made these robots. Oh. And eventually those robots took over the world because they attacked anyone that was a flat, one-dimensional character. So basically the entire universe of Resident Evil uh, was a... <laughs> <laughs> this is just the plot with of Days of Future Past, but with Resident yeah. Evil... It's a snark. Um, that's a really good movie, by the way, everyone. You should go watch it. I watched <laughs> it like four times now. It's so fucking good. Oh my god! Oh. Magne- Magneto is my husbando. Yes. Um, why? Um What is with me and bad guys? Like, Frieza, oh, Magneto, yay. Walter White. You, you, like, you like the bad what boys. with me in bad guys? Why? <laughs> like, my dream is to be the star of a harem anime, and Frieza, Magneto, and Walter White are all vying for my love. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, kyle Coon. Oh. oh, God. And, uh, like, I would, my dream date with Magneto would just be, he's sitting at the other side of the table and he's just like, we are the future! Charles is a fool! Got the humans! And I'll just be like, gaze, just gazing into his eye like, that's, that's right, dear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, um, I always like bad guys, I don't know why. Um, just in general. <laughs> it's true! <laughs> oh,
0: God. But, um, see, <laughs> <so> he
2: agrees. <laughs> Alright, so, but, yeah, sorry, I, Totally went off on the rails. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can a really bad sequel or adaptation tarnish your enthusiasm for a franchise? Uh,
2: yeah, I guess so.
0: Um, usually but takes
2: I... m- multiple for me, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you said this in the past about Alien. That's kind of why you had reservations on
2: Isolation, wasn't it? Well, let's see. There... Yeah, there was Prometheus, and there was a- Colonial Marines, and there was a bunch of shitty comics. And, you know, there's lots of bad... It like, usually takes more than one, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty hard. Like, what's an example of something that just fucked the fr- franchise over forever? Um, Resident Evil. We mm-hmm. actually just brought we actually just brought up X Men. So uh the third X Men movie pretty much fucked the film franchise really badly for a long time there. Yep. To the to the point where they had to had to have a movie that literally wrote it out of the canon. Yeah. Uh, wrote it out of existence. Oh, that's a spoiler. I'm sorry. Um. No, everyone knows. I do that before it came out. It goes back in time. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. So. It was a
1: comic, so
2: Yeah, exactly. But um uh, the uh, I don't know. There, there's a really classic example of this and I'm forgetting what it is. But yeah, Resident Evil there was a lot of bad ones. It took it didn't it wasn't just like Resident Evil 5 came out. What about out and the didn't
3: Terminator like, franchise?
2: Oh man, the new one sounds Oh bad. the new one sounds like oh my god, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? uh, for anyone that for anyone for anyone that doesn't know the new terminator somehow takes place in the past where sarah connor is still alive and for some reason arnold Schwarzenegger raises her and he's a terminator and she calls him pops i'm not i'm not joking i'm not making this up yeah um this is confirmed this is not a like (laughs) this is actually going to happen and i think that this movie you know after because you know like the other terminator like a lot of people didn't like Terminator Three. I liked it just because Arnold Schwarzenegger makes me laugh, and it was it had some fun action moments. Um, it wasn't nearly as good as two or one, but uh, then the, the one with Christian Bale was kind of mediocre, um, just really forgettable. But this sounds like this might kill the franchise. Yep, and it has Khaleesi and the previous Doctor Who in and, it. Uh,
1: Misha, I wait, was it Misha who asked this? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the original Silent Hill trilogy versus the later games and movies. I like the later games and movies, so that isn't a problem for me, so...
3: Yeah,
0: and for me, even though there's been, like, an onslaught of horrible, horrible Resident Evil things, I'm still willing to give Revelations uh, 2 a chance, and the whatever Resident Evil 7 is, I'll give it a chance. I won't dismiss it just because the movies and the previous games have been all Um, god-awful.
2: Yeah, yeah, what was was I going to say,
3: though?
2: I mean, you know... um, Again, I keep bringing up X-Men, but I, I really wasn't a big fan of any of those movies, except for, like, X-Men 2. I think a lot of them were, like, X-Men 3 and Origins Wolverine were really fucking horrible. Um, but they, they they can all, if Days of Future Past has taught us anything, it's that things can come back, no matter how bad they get. Because that newest movie is so, so amazing. It's The only superhero movie I like more than it is The Dark Knight. Everything, like, even, like, The Avengers, I don't think is nearly as good as Days of Future Past. So if that's, yeah, that's the lesson I would take back. Anything can come back. There you go.
0: In uh, the right hands. Yeah. Yep. Andy asks, um, he asks the exact question. I said, sure, go ahead and ask us about Resident Evil 7. <laughs> he asks, uh, let's see. I know a lot of people are calling Resident Evil Revelations to add Resident, uh, res- uh, Resident Evil 7. God because it. it. has nothing to do with the first Resident Evil Revelations, but it's obviously not. But wh- whatever Capcom does announce RE7, do you think should take place after RE6, or do you think it should have its own story? Because this series is dying for a reboot. It should just be a good game. I honestly don't care anymore.
2: <laughs> um, make it anything, you know, like, it, like we just said. <laughs> um, As long as it's good, who cares, right?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, just do something that's good. If you're going to continue the story, do it good. If you're going to rewrite everything, reboot it, do it good. Yeah, not, do
2: it I mean, well. I'm going to say it do it
0: good. Well. I did it on purpose. Do it good.
2: Do it good. Do it good. Do
0: uh, next question from Thomas. Uh, my question to you guys is, do you think an old-school-style Resident Evil game can be successful in the times that we live in now? He's referring to Resident Evil Remastered. I, I would
1: like to hope it could, but I really don't know, considering how people reacted to Alien, the Alien game.
0: Uh, I, I would hope so as well, but, I mean, you would have to market it in a certain way, and like Kyle said earlier, people don't like feeling like a weak oh. character. They don't want to feel disempowered. So which, is hard. We- which is weird
2: which is weird cuz souls is really popular now so i figured that might i thought that might influence people to try old school horror cuz like a, a dark souls game <laughs> or a demon souls is way more difficult and way more disempowering than even like an old school survival horror it might be it's a little different i guess though cuz you can still fight back whereas like like remake um you know, it's very easy to make it so, like, you screw yourself over. Um, like, you run out of ammo and you can't beat something. You gotta be smart when you play Remake. Yep. Um, it's a, I really hope people try it out because, like, I, I get giddy just thinking about it because, like, like, Evil Within kind of just made me want to play Remake again, yeah. <laughs> um, by the end. It's such a good game. Uh, I, it's so beautiful. The, an example of art, um, no matter how old your game is if you have good art direction it still looks pretty because remake still looks so beautiful um i think it's the most well-designed resident evil and yeah yep all right probably the best plot too because there's a little bit of mystery and it takes itself just seriously enough it doesn't get it all like shown in like fighting people in volcanoes and all that (laughs) bullshit
1: (laughs) and punching rocks
2: it's ca- yeah. it's it's like a it's like a fun ho- B horror movie and a lot of the notes are actually really interesting like you know the infamous itchy tasty one it's like that tells you a story right there without saying a thing or without you know having a cut scene or something you know yeah. It's cool
0: all right we're kind of getting close to running out of time here we have a couple questions left so I'll go on speedrun it you people says Ahmad how would David Lynch and Mark Frost react if they knew about Deadly Premonition
1: I'm sure they probably know about it.
2: I don't think so. I don't I don't know. I think David Lynch is pretty used to everyone taking from his work. Yeah,
0: that that makes sense. It would be fun to see him play it. If we had enough pull, we could arrange that but we don't, so that's
2: alright. This a this is a really funny video if you search up uh David Lynch and uh iPhone on YouTube. Oh, and he complains uh, about it. Yeah, he, he hates when people watch a movie on a telephone. He's like, you think you've experienced the movie, but you haven't. And it's like, like I can't stand it when people said they watched a movie on on their fucking telephone. Get real! It's such like an old man yells a cloud <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, let's see,
0: and the second question is, if the new Twin Peaks limited series gets positive reactions, can we see a game made out of it? Well,
1: that would uh... be interesting, but...
0: Telltale's Twin Peaks done.
2: (laughs) God, done. Would it
1: really work as?
2: I hope it's a character Mm -hmm. action game like Bayonetta. Oh God. (laughs) 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 I actually always thought that a really good idea for a game, uh, for a horror game, would be, um, it'd be like Slender kind of, except for you're trapped in a house and, or you're you're in a house and if you try and go out, you're in Twin Peaks. That Bob will get you. Don't say any more about Bob. Bob is really scary. Okay. That's All right. my idea for horror-
1: a <laughs> Peaks. All right. <laughs> uh,
0: this one's from Cheshire Cat, whose question's up front, but I want to read the whole thing because it sounds very angry and fun. Uh, why do you people still like Resident Evil? <laughs> I feel that it is extremely overrated. There, I said it. Having no nostalgia lenses to cloud my eyes into thinking the fat girl is the hottest one on the bar. <laughs> oh, my what? God. I'd like to think the series is so up it don't ask, no matter how hard they try and pull it out. One will always sense the strong fragrance of a shit story, characters, bar Wesker, and controls. I feel a new gaming audience wanting to experience the hair-raising excitement of a good horror game can invoke Will be left with a clean pair of underwear and a creeping feeling that survival horror is just some 30-year-old's wet dream of a non-inclusive nostalgia club. I feel games like Dead Space, Outlast, Evil Thin, and The Suffering should be feared far more than some archaic series trying to hide within the skin of modern graphics and controls, limping after new players like a Frankenstein monster, screaming for love and acceptance. Well, I guess
3: it's, what, what
2: it's a, what clear... A bun- what a bundle of sunshine. That <laughs> it's, cl- was.
0: it's clear you do not like um, classic survival horror games. Okay, We get that. But uh but remember, to each his own. Some people do like that limited play style. Some people like tank controls. Some people like just feeling like a game is against them and not so much accessible like Dead Space or Outlast is and that's just a genre of its own you can consider so it's not and that I, they're archaic I just want
1: to ask, have you been listening to the podcast? We're not very kind of Resident Evil
3: Yeah, yeah we're not really all. not
2: Yeah, yeah. We, make, we make fun of it like almost every episode to the point where some people have <laughs> commented saying we complain about it way too much So I don't <laughs> like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, um, now, now, as far as nostalgia goggles and all that, you know, it, it's it's a pretty objective thing. You know, I can look at a lot of things that I played when I was younger. Like, you know, a, a really good example of a game that hasn't aged well at all is like GoldenEye. Like, the, it's fucking terrible if you try and play it now. <laughs> um, you know, it depends on the game. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Dead Space, Outlast, The Evil Within. I, you know, with the exception of the first Dead Space, I don't. Well, the Dead Space two is good, but like those are more action games to me. Yeah, these are all action, except uh, uh, a little more. Yeah, frantic. I I it. It's a different kind of game. It's a different kind of horror. If that's what you prefer, that's fine. But everyone's entitled to their what they like. You know, I like, yeah. I like those old uh, Resident Evils because they've got you know like like. Not all of them, obviously, but like, you know, like two has got like very classic, uh, Hitchcock, like, framing, and a lot of the times you have to be, it makes you scared of turning corners and whatnot, and I, I really enjoy those, and um mm-hmm. I enjoy their method of storytelling where it's like, hey, here's a note, why is this police station the way it is? Oh, so it's like this because this happened. You know, it's like, these days it's like, oh, a 10 minute cutscene, uh, press X to Jason, and all this bullshit, and like, you know, a lot of AAA games these days, um, it's base included. Um, feel they they need to like shove all this information in your face, like you can't you can't discover it on your own. Yeah. Lack, um, also, some of them lack subtlety. They kind of feel like they need to ramp it up. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's all it's all a matter of preference.
0: Yeah, and every game uh, here I is. Mean, I mean, Dead Space is a little more subtle than the others, but they're mostly frantic monsters chasing you, crazy things happening, gore fest, and uh, some people like other things. Um, I mean, the first Resident Evils were slow-paced. Really good pacing in them. They are creepy. So, uh, uh, what do you call it? A lot of ambiance and... Atmosphere. Yeah, atmosphere. And uh, some people like uh, games like Dead Space. I, I like Dead Space. I like Outlast. I like The Evil Within. I like The Suffering. But I also like the uh, classic Silent Hills. I also like uh, Resident Evil Remake. The two different styles of games. And uh,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You can like exactly. both. And I don't think the other one's archaic. It is a little... An older style of gameplay, but uh, it, I still think it's viable. It's definitely fun. Okay. Uh, next question then: uh, Have you played Bayonetta Two from Anubis? No. Nope. No. I wish. <laughs> it looks fun. That'll it look looks fun. great. Uh, next question from Frank Margarola. First of all, he says he's apologizes for ruining everything
2: last week. He didn't
1: ruin anything. <laughs> 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 don't worry, Frank. It was fine. We were I don't just. Even know-
2: yeah, we we're just joking around.
1: Yeah, we don't we don't care. We don't you care can a- you can ask as many questions as you want. Just keep it to one like post and just edit that one post. So yep. yeah.
0: All right, he has some good questions coming. Up. All right. If, if you had to sacrifice one horror game franchise with a knife in order to make another one more successful, which franchises would you sacrifice and save?
1: Resident Evil for Silent Hill.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with that too. I would, I would take Resident Evil to a bathtub and slit their <laughs> artery open while I hold them down and let the tub fill you're, with the blood. You're
1: going into detail, dude. I, wa- I
0: remember you watched Dexter. So I'm just thinking <laughs> of the Trinity Killer. Just hold Resident Evil <gasps> in the tub with me and cut its artery and just sit there at the shakes. And...
2: Yeah, that's a creepy image. <laughs> it's just sea Deuce just naked in a tub with a copy of a remake? No, no, that's a good one will you be copy 6. Yeah, but you have to kill Re- okay, there's 6. Yeah, six. You just you take the <laughs> knife to like this plastic box and it starts bleeding. I like, hold the
0: I hold the mirror in my in my hand so Evil 6 can see its own face. <laughs>
3: there
2: you go.
0: <laughs> and then and the lifeblood you're will that's go
3: super creepy. <laughs>
0: the lifeblood will go to Kojima. <laughs> he would be, I would I would leave the bathtub prepared for him. He just walks
2: in, Thank. think. And he sits in the tub and absorbs the blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Ma- and then Magneto kicks down the door. And- <laughs> Where were you, CJ? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, uh,
0: the the idea of just Kojima walking in in a bath in a bathrobe and just <laughs> sitting in the tub soaking in the blood of Resident Evil. <laughs> oh god.
2: <laughs> is this is a this is a good question. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go Silent Hill or, or Resident Evil. Sacrifice for Silent Hill, I guess. Yeah, I mean. It's kind of a. It's kind of just like a like which one do you like better question essentially.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to uh, revive. Um, what was the other one? Uh, not Fatal Frame. I forget. Whatever Fatal Frame is, kind of a thing, but I don't know what's going to happen with it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Whitney? You just said Silent Hill, but another thing elaborate? Silent no. Hill. Nothing else. No? No. Not, not? All
1: right. No. All right then. I want Silent Hill to be really successful.
0: Okay. Well, we could sacrifice Alone in the Dark* as well. That one's not yeah. done too well.
2: Oh, that's a, yeah. Who cares about <laughs> yeah. alone in the Dark* though?
0: <laughs> um, last question from Frankie McDonald. This one's gonna be great. What are what are the chances we will see an amiibo fitted with an electroshock device, just a nine volt battery Wait, you or something? didn't
1: do the second one.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh well, okay. This one's catered to me. Why slash how did you kill that person, and where did Whitney hide the body? Hmm. Oh, like Kyle, I said. How
1: does this murder assist in your political agendas?
0: So, we killed someone, Whitney hid the body, and Kyle orchestrated it.
2: Uh, I feel like this is a reference. Doesn't it feel like a reference? Did we say we killed someone before?
0: Mm. We probably did, honestly. No,
1: mm-hmm. the only thing you've joked about is setting me up for your murder.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh. So. so, where did you hide my body, I guess? <laughs>
1: what the- I fed you to the pigs. Oh my god! <laughs> Jeez,
0: okay, <is> that dark? <laughs> right. I'm just <laughs> when he's just sitting in a chair with a mangled face. Clarence, come here, Clarence. Clarence what? entered the pigs. You never seen the Hannibal?
2: I haven't not for many no. years. Oh, movie, I was movie, thinking
0: of I was thinking of
1: Deadwood was. Oh, no,
2: uh, I was doing a Hannibal. Jones. The, that name? movie so bad. <laughs> that movie was so bad. You didn't like? like Han- are you talking? Like you t- now, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about just Hannibal with the the, the Silence of the Lamb sequel, right? Yeah, the first one, the first sequel. yeah. I, d- I didn't like that movie. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, with
0: Gary Oldman. He's in the wheelchair because he got his face bitten off. Remember? I like I liked Red Dragon more than that. Did you know that was directed by Brett Ratner? I know, right? That's insane. I don't know how he did it.
2: Brett Ratner is, like, the rent-a-director, as people have come to refer to him. It's like, oh, Hollywood needs you to make a shitty sequel, so hire Brett Ratner. The guy who ruined he, X-Men? Yeah, the guy <laughs> we've been brought in full circle again. Yeah, the guy that ruined X-Men. Jesus Christ. Let's kill the three most iconic X-Men characters in the first half hour. First 20 minutes. Good, good, or in one movie. Sorry, not in the first 20 minutes. Good call. Good call, Brett Ratner. <laughs> so, yeah, what... Oh, how
0: does this murder assist your political agenda, Kyle?
2: I don't know what the murders. I don't know. Maybe I'm... Um, Do you
0: want Canada to take over the country?
1: <laughs> How would your murder help Canada take over?
2: It will be something elaborate. I don't know. I'm just going to say, hashtag SpookyGate, hashtag NotYourShield. That's all I have response to that. <laughs> SpookyGate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been a fun Halloween thing.
0: Probably not. Uh, Anyway, Frankie McDonald asks, what are the chances we'll see an amiibo fitted with an electroshock device with just a 9-volt battery or something in a child's play type game? Okay, so essentially, what are the chances we'll see a game in which a Nintendo NFC toy
2: kills Uh people? Yeah, we should explain. And uh, ami- ami- Amiibo are like their little like toys that you can use for Smash Brothers or something. Like it's just like little figures. Oh, those are the ones
1: people are going off about because they don't look like the the they look pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I don't think Nintendo would make their little toys into monsters like that. It's like, hey, kids, want a toy?
2: <laughs> they'll kill you. I don't it sounds understand. Sounds like a creepypasta. I just like imagine that scene from Child's Play where she's like, "Be quieter, or, or talk to me, dapper, or I'll throw you in the fire." And she's holding like a Link toy, and he's like, "You stupid bitch, you filthy slut!" <laughs> and Link just goes, Aah! "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that acc- there was a series I never saw it. I've seen like bits of it. I think they're called Puppet Master, where a bunch of like little toys kill people. That's yes. basically. They should make an Amiibo version of that. <laughs> Someone can do that easily. Just buy them to a stop motion video.
3: Yeah,
0: they <laughs> kill someone. I want the Kirby one. I don't even have a Wii U. It's cute.
2: oh yeah, I
0: don't.
2: Yeah, that was a question. Yeah. So, uh,
0: <laughs> Whitney. Uh, what? Would you want to see an amiibo kill somebody? No. Why not? What uh, if there were? What if? What if the Wii U had Silent Hill amiibos?
1: I, th- I would totally buy them.
0: And would <laughs> you want them to kill people? No. So that's the end of the show. Um that was episode eighty. do you guys Once. feel? Was it good for you? Yeah.
2: Twenty <sighs> um, more. Shout out. Twenty more. Mm-hmm. Twenty more till we find out that CJ's real name is uh <laughs> CJ stands for Magneto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's your waifu
1: or husband.
2: Yeah, Hus- whatever. Husbando, yeah.
1: Husbando? Okay,
2: yeah. Now I'm just gonna picture CJ in that helmet and that outfit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that was that was fun. That's the end of the show.
0: Okay, you could uh follow me on Twitter at Artsneck thirteen, and I'd also ask that you go to the helldescent.com forums, go to Steam our Steam group, which is just Rely on Horror, and follow our creation curation page, which uh recommends horror games. We're at twelve thousand now. So we have hundred percent cemented ourselves as the top horror curator on Steam. Oh yeah. Nice. Um yeah, twelve thousand, not bad. Um, go to site and comment on things, give us an iTunes review, all that cool stuff. That's it.
2: And you, you guys... Follow me at, at Levito on Twitter, that's at LEVIT0. Um, I don't really have any content things going on, I think I'll write an alien thing. I'm really, really busy with school and work right now, to the point where it's kind of overwhelming. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I don't really have anything to advertise right now, but um, Yeah.
1: Um, you can follow me at Kemi underscore row, Sanhill Historical dot com, FK and the dot com, dot com. I actually just finished editing together my, uh, Jeff, uh, Dana interview. Uh, so I should get it up in the next couple days. I am planning on another podcast next weekend. I'm going to be interviewing some Sanhill, uh, fan artists who make props and whatnot, and so that would be fun. Uh, that's it for me.
0: And there you that's have it. it.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, I really didn't understand Magneto's whole agenda against humans in that movie. I felt like he was doing a little, it was a little forced to me.
3: Actually, CJ, hashtag mutant gay.